Good afternoon, y'all. It's good to see y'all today. <clears throat> um, guys, I remember uh, I was involved with the Crusia movement. Uh, some of you might know what the Crusia is. It's a wonderful retreat, four-day retreat, similar to the Axe movement, um, kind of spun out of the Crusia. Um, anyway, there was this guy that used to work with us, and a uh, very holy guy, very humble guy. And, uh, and so somebody said to him one time, he said, Oh, Brett, you holy, man. And he was like, Yeah, I'm pretty holy. <laughs> and they said, Boy, and you humble too, huh? He goes, Yeah, I'm pretty humble. <laughs> and I remember going, That's true. <laughs> he really is. And I was like, That's real humility, right? Humility recognizes what is true, right? Um, but then places the glory upon who it belongs to be placed upon, right? And we know ultimately that that's God. And so uh, I thought about Brett whenever I read this first reading. Oh, I'm sorry, the psalm. I want to talk about the psalm today. Uh, I rarely preach about the psalms, but today particularly it caught my mind as I read it. I love this part. It says um, that God guides the humble to justice. He teaches the humble His way. That virtue of humility... Right, such an important virtue. Um, that virtue of humility is uh, is one that Satan doesn't know what to do with. <laughs> he doesn't know how to approach a humble heart. He doesn't know how to tempt the humble heart, uh, because it's the very virtue. Uh, I mean, Christ had all the virtues, but it's that one virtue that emulates Christ so perfectly. Right, he was God. He left his throne in heaven and became one of us. Right, he loved us so much he became one of us, and he didn't just become one of us and walk the face of the earth. He becomes bread, right? Here in the Holy Eucharist. Like the humility of God is something that all of hell trembles. Satan doesn't know what to do with humility um, because he can't imitate it. Right? He can't imitate humility. And humility stands in what is true. And it makes me realize not just that I can't receive a compliment. If someone tells you, hey, you did a great job on that talk. You really, really did. You touched my heart. Good. Thank them for it. Many times we go, oh, no, it wasn't me. It was God. You know, we have this humility. Sometimes it's a fake humility, but God knows our hearts, right? He knows we're going, tell me more, tell me more. No, it wasn't me. Tell me. Here. No, no. Um, <clears throat> and so God knows the heart, and so we want to be humble. We want to say, yes, okay, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, I'm so glad that God used my words to be able to speak to you, right? There's, there's humility. Um, recognizing what is true. Um, and humility stands in front of a God who is so much bigger than us that everything we have comes from God. Everything. That there's nothing that I've conjured up on my own. There's nothing that I've done myself. I've participated with God's grace in the gifts that He's given to me. And I offer them up for His honor and for His glory. Like that's, that's where humility lies. It recognizes who I am in the face of the Almighty and the omnipotent God. And that I'm nothing. <laughs> We're nothing in the face of His omnipotence. And that's why Ash Wednesday is so fantastic. Remember, you are dust, and unto dust you shall return. It's invoking humility. Not self-condemnation, but humility. And humility stands as we are before the all-powerful God, knowing that we're loved by Him immensely, that your beloved son, your beloved daughter of the Most High God. And we receive His blessings and we live our life in a way that a humble soul will move mountains. 
We know that. We've seen that. We've had the great privilege of the great Mother Teresa of Calcutta living in our time. Look at what she did. And she did it because of humility. Humility will move mountains. Right? John Paul II, same thing. We had the honors of seeing him. Right there on TV. Some of you may have even seen him in person. Why was he so great? It was humility. You saw the greatness of God in their humility. That's what made them so great. Mother Teresa had no extraordinary gifts. She didn't. But she had an extraordinary love for her God. And she knew where she stood in His presence. And because she was humble, God was able to do great things through her. That's what Our Lady says, right? In her great Magnificat. You know, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For He's looked with favor upon His lowly servant. Our Blessed Mother considered herself the lowly servant. She's the greatest of all human beings ever created. Next to Jesus. But He's divine too. And she considers herself lowly. Jesus says, I've come to serve, not to be served. Right? We have to take that model, right, of service, of humility. And when we do... Watch out. Watch how God's going to begin to move within our hearts because we will operate fully in the gifts that God has given to us, not holding back anything of what He has given to us so that His glory may be revealed. And that's what we want. The humble, right? The humble are going to learn justice. We hear a lot about justice nowadays. This is just. This is just. The humble will know what justice is about because we understand... uh, who gives justice, and that's God, and what we deserve from Him, right? And so let us pray today uh, for that humble heart, you know, that humility that will move mountains, the humility that will win over some of the, the toughest people in the world. St. Francis of Assisi, a beautiful man of humility, won over the Egyptian uh, guy because of his humility. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, John Paul II, wonderful examples for us. Some of you sitting in the pews, wonderful examples to me as people who are really humble and walk in the light of the Lord, letting Him be great, really great through us, and letting those mountains within our own hearts be moved. Amen?